This is the Hot Take Hockey Podcast with your hosts, Lucas and John Viveros. Leaf fans putting out a lot of trade proposals these days. It is episode 37 of the Hot Take Hockey Podcast. Lucas, myself, John. Uh, we thought, I mean, the conference finals as as we're recording right now is going into game six. So just keep that in mind when you're listening and we're just going to talk about this trade stuff here. Uh, and then we'll do a cup final preview on the pod as well. But Lucas, man, looking at uh, stuff around Mitch Marner, and we've got a laugh about it here pre-recording. Um, I guess just how you do, how, how do you feel? Cause looking at cam, no sleeves right now, he's talking about like, we're talking about all these proposals, no GM in place. And everyone's trying to get these proposals for Mitch Marner, including these Carolina trade proposals. So how are you feeling on it? Yeah. Shout out cam, no sleeves off the top, but yeah. uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about it. I mean, overall, they're going to have to, uh, you know, probably make a move. We talked about this on previous episodes. We've talked about it off air. At least they're probably going to have to mix up the core. Marner and Nylander are kind of those two pieces that are the easiest to, you know, make mock trades about, I feel like, and are the most reasonable in terms of, or I guess realistic would be the best way to put it. So I know Marner's in a lot of trade conversations like we've been talking about here. Um, and this one with Carolina, obviously there's been numerous Carolina packages that Leaf fans, hockey fans um, are speculating about in general. Um, this one here with, uh, if you want to tee it up, John, I can give you my quick yeah, thoughts just- on it. I mean, yeah, with the Leafs acquiring Martin Martin Hs, Brett Pesci, Alexander Passion, a first round pick in 2023 and a second round pick in 2024. So that's the proposed trade here. Uh, Carolina gets Mitch Marner and Ronnie Hervin. Uh, yeah, this is from House of Hockey. Yeah, Lucas, if you just want to give your thoughts to me, uh, I mean, I've kind of talked about packages like this. You're getting Natchez and Pesci at uh, combined, well, $7 million cap it combined, essentially. Um, but they both need extensions. So just, yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I feel like it's it's interesting because you're trading two pieces that overall the sum of their production isn't going to add add up to Marner's production. So right away, some Leaf fans may be you know speculative of this and just you know not want it because of of, of the ability Marner has offensively. But I think this is two great pieces, and it's a creative way of thinking for the Leafs to add both on the back end and up front. Obviously, Marty Natchez had a huge year this year, over seventy points. So I like this type of trade. Um, and the Leafs have been heavily linked to Brett Pesci for a while, and he would really solidify that back end. Like if you drop Pesci on there, John, like the Leafs D starts to look pretty nice, right? Going into next year, you don't need to depend on Geo as much as you had in the past, yeah. so that helps a lot. And Jake McCabe um, might not have to be in the top four, which is probably a better role for him. Yeah, and Luke Shen, we don't know. He might get an offer of exceeding two million, or maybe getting multiple, you know, years on his deal from some other team. So yeah. that helps with losing him. Um, you know, the Leafs have holes to fill on the blue line if they're not bringing back Shen, because obviously Hall's probably not coming back. So so Pesci would be a great a great addition for that. And Marty Natchez, I think, would fit really well with the Leafs, uh, with the Leafs forward group. But I like this one, man. I think it's pretty realistic too, considering a lot of the other ones we've we've seen and laughed at. Yeah. So let's pull up a couple from just yeah. today and uh just like some of these conversations. So like Howard Berger <laughs> talking about like Carolina and Toronto. I, I mean, to me, I think a lot of people are just getting ahead of themselves. I wouldn't read too much into what you see on Twitter. Uh, we've talked about it, but uh, just this is the vibe from a lot of Leaf fans. And, and Lucas and I were just kind of laughing it off and just saying like, this is the same old stuff. You know what? There's talk, there's talks about like trades and talks about maybe scenarios, but then there's also just like complete reaches. And this is just one of them. Like looking at what Svechnikov has done in his individual career, to add him into a trade proposal potentially and include like three or four more assets is absolutely nuts. It's delusional. Um, and I think a lot of people 
Lucas give me shit for talking about a Marner trade. And I've talked about a Marner trade for a few years now. Um, yeah, you've got to get a significant piece, but there's two types of deals you can go for. It's the deal we just talked about, or it's more of like a one for one or a one for two. And that's why I said to you, Lucas off air was like, okay, if realistically, if you can call Carolina and be like, all right, is there a scenario where Ajo is not extending in Carolina? And if that's a scenario where Ajo's only got one year left and you're Toronto and you have permission to talk to him or have just a confidence that you're going to be able to extend Ajo in Toronto if you trade for him, then maybe you do an Ajo and a Pesci, for example, for Marner. And say you want to throw some more cap at Carolina, you include Yarncrow, for example. Mm-hmm. For example, ends mm-hmm. up being a two for two big deal. That's yeah. more realistic than whatever this Leaf fan is trying to propose here. Like Ajo or Svech. Like that's already like a reach in itself, including Svetch in the conversation. But then Slavin, again, Lucas, we talked about it. To me, for Carolina, there's two, not not untouchables, but like there's two guys they're not going to get rid of. And it's probably Slavin and Svetch. Like those yeah. are two of the guys they want to keep. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I mean, I mean Svetch is also, what, three years younger than Marner? So the, the Leafs would be getting younger if they got Svetch. I think back. he was, was he 2017 or 2018? I think it's 2018, right? After Dalian. So yeah. yeah, he's three years younger, which is, man, that's another conversation. Just fans are what? just not. Why would Carolina? (laughs) Yeah, why would Carolina even entertain something like this? And we haven't even gotten to the decent prospect and and a pick still to be added in. I mean, you know, I liked what you were what you were proposing there, John, with like you know, Aho to Marner. Obviously, the value maybe doesn't add up in terms of you know, Marner has a more established career offensively. Aho's got that center ice position though, and I think that gives him uh, some more value. So I think Aho coming back to the Leafs would be unbelievable because it helps you get Tavares over to the wing. Yeah. Uh, in the latter stage of his of of his career, so I like that. Uh, but obviously, Carolina might have to sweeten that pot to get you know a top winger in the league like Martin. And of course, Martin's got the additional year on his contract yes, too, right? That, so you're getting two years happen. of control, and I think that's yeah. really valuable. People can talk about the 11 million against Marner all you want, and you know what? I criticize the amount quite a bit, but. Marner just showed that he can basically reach 100 points back to back years. So, it, like when we're talking about 11 million dollars, and I mean, there's a lot of guys that make 11 million dollars in this league that don't step up and i mean specifically lucas i think it's another year of like in the final four there's not one single player that makes like over 10 mil over of 10. a cap hit. Yeah. yeah so yeah. for me it's like marner puts up the numbers he's great on both ends of the ice as much as i criticize the guy i mean he's not far off from where his i criticize it a lot but like realistically i think where he should have been at was like that 9.5 range where we've seen contracts like brandon and kucherov and stuff like that so it's yeah. not out of this world for Carolina to take on 10.9 for a couple more years, uh, especially if Ajo's out the door and another contract. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's more realistic. But just to look at this one, too, it's like this is the expectation from Lee fans, Lucas, and it's just so brutal. Like, how on earth can you expect four – like, Jarvis? Like, are you serious? I like, know. Do we not know how know. good Jarvis is? A first-round pick, Jarvis. Man. And he, he was a playoff performer this year. Like, there's no <laughs> way – I mean, John, also, too, like, I'm finding that a lot of the conversation is – you know, comparing it to the trade of last year with Kachuk for Huberto and Uyghur, uh, that type of deal. I mean, yeah, maybe there's sort of a comparison there a little bit, but how did we get to four assets all of a sudden? I mean, Florida got Kachuk for Huberto, who they invested a lot of time into. He was a lifelong Panther. And Uyghur, and Uyghur, although had a great year last year, like, four, or sorry, I guess the year before with Florida, he was very, very good. Yeah. Um, I don't think Uyghur is at the level of a Slavin in terms of proven track record. Uh, and and Huberto, um, you know, obviously he came off a monster year in Florida when he got dealt. But before that, he was always just a really solid offensive piece. Like Aho and Sveshnikov are like, you know, huge. Yeah, huge these conversations are, are great. Like, and the age, man. Getting you, have hand, look, man. you have to look yeah. at the ages too, right? It's like Huberto and 
uh, like Huberto and Weger. We're talking about guys like into the thirties. Yeah. Like Aho is still a few years until he's there. I think, I mean, Jarvis and, and Svechnikov are both under like under 23, right? Under 24. Yeah. So it's yeah. like to include those guys is crazy. I mean, like I said, I can, I can see Aho Pesci being pieces that Carolina potentially moves here if they really do want to shake up, but guys like Svech, guys like Jarvis, guys like Slavin, I just can't see them giving up. And yeah, I mean, having four assets like that, like, you know what, if there's a scenario where Toronto has, I don't know, a, more on their side, as I said, then you take out Jarvis, maybe the first round picks included here. But again, it's just like, it really depends on the scenario. It, we really don't know what's happening behind closed doors, but to talk about guys like Svetch Jarvis is just, is stupid to me. It's getting out of hand. I mean, even Carolina made the conference finals this year. That boosted the value of Jarvis, the way he played that boosted the value of, I mean, Aho was doing it in large stretches offensively uh, by himself a little bit. I mean, these guys' values only increased the last few months. I don't necessarily get how this is discussed at all. So I was also going to say, I think a lot of Leaf fans, and look, this is also like maybe a problem of just like, and I keep going back to that saying of like, it, it's insanity just to keep doing the same thing over and over again when it's not working. And it just goes back to like Leaf fans not wanting to trade Marner yeah, and not wanting to make a change in the big four. And like, these are the moves that are being proposed because they don't want it. Like it's this or nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like it's, it's, if, it, if it's any less, okay, then we're just keeping the guy. And it's just like, to me, you know what? I, I look at, I look at the uh, Calgary, Florida move, as you just kind of brought up and like, obviously it didn't work out at all for Calgary, but again, very different scenario in the sense is like Calgary was like, just trying to go for a quick repair. And that's why people are mm -hmm. nervous about the trade living thing is like Toronto really shouldn't be doing that. If Toronto's going to make a trade like this, it's not bringing in two aging guys just to send it crazy extensions. Like the equivalent to that would be like if, so Pesci is 29. So kind of similar to the Uyghur thing. If it was two guys like going into the thirties and then Toronto just signs like stupid extensions, then I'm having a concern for this trade. But if it's guys mm -hmm. like Ajo or Natchez in this deal, mm -hmm. there's a lot of age and career left to, yeah. to showcase if you're Toronto. So it, it's not like that in my opinion, but yeah, I mean, for me, man, I, I think that's the Leaf fans' vibes. It's just like th these outrageous proposals because if it's not that, they're just, they want to keep Marner. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, man, that's what it like, is. <laughs> eventually, it got, it's got to get to a point of, of realism and what's actually going to happen. And I, I think a lot of these trades are out to lunch. The one off the top, I think, is closer to what something like we'd see. Um, I think I would want Toronto to get more unless. Natchez and Pesci were coming in with guaranteed extensions. If they were coming in with realistic guaranteed extensions that are not breaking the bank for Toronto and putting them yeah. in a tough cap spot. Like if they, if it can come in to where, okay, Marner's going to Carolina, you get extension extension and conversations done with Natchez and Pesci. If those are the yeah. two major pieces back, I don't know how it can be a major loss. Like it, it, to me, it just wouldn't. Uh, if you end up making other deals, we talked about like, if they look at a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi and free agency or, or go for trades, it's just filling in the pieces. You can't you can't just make a move like this and then leave it as is, in my opinion. Yeah, and with a trade like this too, we were talking about it off air, but Marty Natchez and Brett Pesci, their salaries combined with a, uh, a new contract would be probably around where Marner's is going to lie, right? So yeah, around 11, I'd say total, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and then also, you know, if they're able to get a draft pick in the deal as well, like a first or a second, <clears throat> excuse me, that's something they can parlay to another trade too, right? So... Yeah, no, for sure. That's why I, I, I am thinking if it is two pieces like that, yeah, I mean, I, I think out loud is like Pesci and comparable to other contracts. Like, I mean, the Pareko contract looks like a mess, uh, but there, I, I think I would see Pesci somewhere in between 
five and six mil. So we'll say, yeah, Pesci's like five and a half long-term, for example, or five long-term. And then Natchez is probably going to be above five long-term, I think, with his numbers, um, maybe even higher. <laughs> so definitely going to be over 10 combined. But yeah, no, I'm yeah. with you. I, I think to me, if you're going to run it back, say we talked about it off air too. If you're going to run it back with all four guys, you really have got to make better changes around these guys than freaking Cali Yarncrow. Like Cali Yarncrow is a fine signing, I guess, for that price. It, it to me, it's just like, it's whatever. But um, Cali Yarncrow is just another example. I mean, I talked about it literally when he got signed. If you look at his numbers, I, I hate just looking at a guy's numbers, but if you look at his numbers, he's a season performer. He doesn't really do much in the playoffs. He had a bit of numbers when Nashville went to the cup final, but outside of that, he never really had, playoff numbers even with calgary calgary was really disappointed what they got from him and and their short playoff stint uh and they paid like a second round pick to get him from seattle or something like that so uh, i mean it's just got to be better man as you said nice cannot be this big presence big addition that they have kind of what like that's why people will criticize dubis who knows what happened who knows that they were trying to trade that boston first round pick but like the fact that Nyes had so much expectation and so much standard and now bunting probably won't even be back. Like that mm-hmm. left side is embarrassing. Like that's, it's that's so weak. You have to fix. It's so weak. Like Matthew Nyes, uh, you know, I'm very confident he's going to be a really good player for a long time. And he's probably going to jump in the lineup next year and be solid for the Leafs. But like we said, man, he can't be, that, that can't be what you're betting on, right? You need to have an, ins- you need to insulate the forwards with, more impact players than, than Matty Nice being your headline guy coming into training camp. So uh, lots to chew on, lots to talk about. I'm sure we're going to do this over the summer as well as it gets nice and hot outside. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, really excited to to keep the trade talk going and the yeah. finals coming up too, right? Keep yep. locked in. Stanley Cup Files. Make sure you guys follow the Hot Take Hockey podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, make sure you check it out on Spotify and Apple. And yes, we'll be getting a lot more proposals. The Marner stuff's been hot on the conversation, so we had to cover it. And uh, yeah, just as we're recording right now, once the conference finals finish and the cup finals about to begin, we'll record a hot tick hockey podcast, Stanley Cup preview. So from Lucas, myself, John, this is a little trade proposal review and we'll see you on the next one. Let us know if you enjoyed this one. And uh, yeah, hit the like, rate high. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. <laughs>